0: So, Michael, why don't we go into a role play for about okay. seven minutes, maybe? Uh, what, and who, who, you can be, playing? you're playing the person advocating for it. Okay. And I think at this stage, why don't you play, I'll play um, a friend or a okay. colleague or something rather than the city council because I think the stage where we're at
1: is people getting other people to join with them. Okay, so um, I've just explained to you. Uh, let's, since we only have seven minutes, I'll say I've just explained to you what the ESRA is. Uh, it's uh, it both. Well,
0: Hank, let me interrupt you for a minute. I'd like you to do a thirty-second brief thing, understanding that you like reminding me. Remi- let me remind you, or um, just so people can hear a thirty-second yeah. explanation okay. too.
1: So the ESRA is a way of getting not only money out of politics, but uh, getting people to have. Um, power to restrain corporate destruction of the environment. And what it does is simply this. Number one, it requires that uh, corporate, uh, that um, all elections be publicly funded at the state and national level so that money doesn't play a role, not just corporate money, but even the money of rich people. Number two, it requires the corporations with incomes above $50 million a year get a new corporate charter once every five years, and that will only be granted to corporations that can prove a satisfactory history of environmental and social responsibility to a panel of ordinary citizens. And number three, it requires uh, environmental education at every level from from uh, kindergarten through graduate school so that our uh, p- our young people are educated about the crisis and learning given skills on how to deal with it and so what do you what
0: do you want from me on this
1: Well what i'd really like from you is to come to our local city council meeting and uh, help me get them to endorse it. And also, since I know that you're part of uh, the local Democratic Party Club, I think you were, or was it the, the Greens, I'd like you to bring it up there and get them to endorse it. And in your um, in your church or synagogue or mosque, I'd like you to bring bring this up also and ask them to endorse it. And if you're um, part of any professional organization, I'd like you to bring it up there and get them to endorse it. Pretty so, <laughs> <laughs> the, you know,
0: there's so many challenges and problems that i see with this and so many objections i can envision but let me just start with the first one which is this is totally unrealistic i don't like this is going to take decades and decades and we don't have time for that so i don't really you, you know we're trying to just work on um you know getting money local monies to deal with local problems here and to deal with issues of police violence and all these other issues that, that our city council needs to address and be concerned about. And this is just too big. I don't even understand how we could even get anyone to endorse it. It's never going to pass.
1: Well, let let me start by saying that Everything that you're doing is great, and I'm really glad you're doing it and keep doing it. And there's no contradiction between doing that and also simultaneously raising the picture of what it would look like to actually make a dent in the destruction of the planet. And that is not going to happen just in our local level because what's happening to destroy the planet are international forces, global forces of um, corporations and individuals, acting in ways that are destructive to the planet. We have to address it at all levels. So while I am totally behind what you're doing at the local level, great, terrific, etc. At the same time, I want to ask you to raise this issue for people. And when they tell you that it's unrealistic, tell them, yeah, did they think that it was realistic for gays to get the vote 10 years ago? Did they think it was realistic? 40 years ago, everybody thought it was unrealistic for women to have equal power with men. Uh, 50 years ago, people thought it was unrealistic to end segregation in the South or to end apartheid in South Africa. Don't let others who have told you, our leaders, our political leaders, tell you what's possible. Because you never know what's possible until you struggle for what is necessary and desirable. And this is necessary and desirable.
0: Well, the other thing that people are going to really object to, I can imagine, I mean, in addition to it being totally unrealistic, is that we can't control corporations in this way. It's going to really limit creativity and innovation of corporations.
1: Yeah, I actually it would be a good thing to limit those those elements of innovation that are likely to produce destruction of the, of the planet but there's nothing in this that will limit those elements of innovation that aren't likely to produce destruction of the environment. But at this point, we live in a, a finite, uh, a, the, the planet is not a, um, a bottomless cookie jar that you can continue to take out its resources and pour them into the creation of products that are really not necessary for human survival and for human well-being, but are necessary for corporations to make profits on. You can't keep doing that with because the the planet is finite in its uh, in what it has in its uh, in its uh, resources, and similarly, you can't keep pouring poisons into our ocean and into the air and into the uh, into the uh, the land and expect that it won't manifest in huge health problems for every human being on the planet, as well as destruction of the of our climate. So. Um, you've got to recognize that there have to be limits on corporations, including on their innovation. Their innovation isn't as important as survival of the human race. Okay. Well, I mean, obviously, you
0: know, I mean, here I am involved in the Democrats and the Greens and all these, you know, and all these issues. So obviously on some level I agree with you. And still, there is, corporations do serve a purpose. They give people money. They give people jobs. They they provide an important role in our society, and what you 're basically saying is, well, no, actually these corporations all these people are going to lose their jobs, and how are we going to have a sustainable society if people aren 't working and if corporations i mean what you 're saying is a corporation will never really be able to know if they 're going to be around after five years because they 're going to have to go before this panel who can hear testimony from people throughout the world, and then they 're going to lose their corporate charter
1: yeah, so um, absolutely that is corporations are going to face a um, a restriction on their capacity to guarantee their future unless they are uh, environmentally responsible but once you have this most people in those corporations will um, recognize that there's that their jobs depend on changing uh, the way their corporations act so that they are environmentally and socially responsible so there's no reason to believe that people are so irrational as to continue to act in self-destructive ways moreover the um, if they lose their corporate charter, the, the, uh, the environmental and social responsibility amendment gives uh, that corporate charter to another group of people who can run that corporation in a way that's more environmentally and socially responsible. So um, it, it will first, it will take the step of putting them on probation and giving them some specific changes that they need to make. And if they don't make those, then it can give it to somebody else, somebody, another group, perhaps a group of of the workers themselves in those corporations to run the corporation in an environmentally and socially more responsible way. So the corporations will n- are not obliterated. What happens is that their, that their corporate charter is then given to, to some group of people that can show that they could run that corporation in an environmentally and socially responsible way and still keep the employment going.